This is a Sharp Old Hat Podcast. My name is Chris. Talking to my friend Vera is always a pleasure and never fails to leave me marveling at her curiosity, bravery, and competence to just go out and do things. She has the sense of adventure which she constantly matches with attitude and ability. Planning this stuff meticulously is obviously crucial to her endeavors, yet at the heart of her approach to those adventures lies the premise, it's gotta be fun. This is a conversation with Vera Quinlan. How did you get into it? How did I get into it? Jeepers. Um, my parents. Absolutely. Um, I got into it through my parents. Um, they they went off in the 70s. If you wanted to learn how to go sailing, you went and you did a Glenanne's course. They were a French company down in Bear Island in, okay. in, in West Cork. So they went down in, oh, I don't know, the late 70s or so. Did a sailing course and came back. Then my dad announced he was going to buy a yacht. And I was like, wow, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the boat show. Long story short, he actually didn't quite buy. Well, he did buy a yacht, very small one. But I actually thought it was it was huge. It's it's funny. I went back to my old house that I grew up in recently and saw the front garden. Where, That's in Dublin. In Dublin, yeah. yeah. Where he fitted out that yacht, where I helped him fit out that yacht and the garden oh, the front man. garden's like a postage stamp but I had to laugh to myself going that's where it all started but anyway that's where it did start because um so he spent a winter he bought like a shell a fiberglass shell yeah. and then um fitted it out and uh, said we're going to go sailing as a family did it after doing the course uh, after doing the course what kind of a course is like a, a one week, week. Two, one week yeah <laughs> a week and then off you sail and then uh, yeah now he would have been very good with his hands and carpentry and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I do remember, they're my first memories. Okay, we weren't actually sailing, but my memories of a boat and being interested okay. in that whole thing. Yeah. And I loved, you know, helping. And I don't know how much help I was. I was, I think, eight, seven, eight cool. at the time. It was really good. I remember being in the garage doing stuff for them and 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 and, and fitting out that boat. Yeah. And then that boat, were for, and I remember that the one of, I don't know if it was the maiden voyage, but certainly it was very very early in the in the day and it this was a trailer sailor 21 foot so really small yeah. you know but i thought it was huge like i thought yeah. this is a massive yacht yeah and and it would bolt onto this trailer and we trail it with this um like a clapped out old van that we had yeah. to malahide yeah. and and I, and I don't know how it got launched probably on the beach of no i got a vague recollections of that time and so he would kind of just put the trailer in and then the tide would kind of come in she'd float off and whatever anyway I remember going out for a sail around Malahide and um and going I was actually down below and my f and I was getting really wet and I thought oh I wonder is like and you know there's there's is water there everywhere the like you know there's water every day so I kind of went up and I said it's really wet down here my wellies are full of water <laughs> it's like oh shit so <laughs> I'd actually forgotten to put the bolt there was a bolt that went through the keel that held it on the trailer, and I think that's what ah, happened. It and to all be that anyway. Like... So he just turned the boat around, and sailed it up onto the sandbanks. But anyway, that that was they're my first memories of actually 
But how, how would you... Uh, I just tried to picture this. So, like, so he does a week's course. Yeah, like, you know, there may yeah. be whatever inclination yeah. of the hobby and all this. Yeah. But you do a week's course. Mm. And sailing, I, I really pictured this complicated because yes. there's not like an engine and a steering wheel and you go left and right. Yeah. It's, it's no, really no, no. like you have this to is, know something about yeah. the wind because yeah, if the absolutely. wind isn't there, yeah. you're kind of stuck, I would no, imagine. they didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Learn about you. Absolutely didn't yeah. have a clue. Yeah. I know that now. I didn't yeah. at the time, of course. Yeah, of I course, thought, yeah. should they know everything? Every no, journey starts not with a clue. First step. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and like, so it kind of went from there. And then, but I think the real learning started then on Loch Derg. Mm. So um, they brought it down onto, onto Loch Derg, um, which is not too far from, from here where we yeah. are now in Kavara. But, um, and, and we would sail every single weekend. Yeah. And I think I was probably 10 or 11 and we got a dinghy from somewhere, a mirror mm. dinghy. And that's where I started, because then I was yeah. taking that out myself. Um, and really, trial and error. Yeah. But would your family days. not talk to other sailors? Like, yeah. being in some kind of community? Absolutely. Or so there was a really good community. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. a really good community then on, on Loch Derg. And I think that's where a lot of the, the learning would have been, mm. would have been done. Um, and that kind of led, I suppose, into the early 80s. And then um, certainly, yeah, my parents kind of, I get, well, we were getting bigger, I suppose. And then yeah. they they traded that in for a bigger boat, a 28-foot sabre, 27-foot sabre. And um, again, and then started kind of racing. There was like more families, more mm -hmm. boats, more, do you know? Um, and then I was kind of coming up to my early teens. And it was, we did some great stuff around right. then and I also had a dinghy and I literally it was all self-taught but you were really into it like that was like you were a kid and you know yeah, you, you were supposed kinda, to do what your parents say but you really got into it on your own account like yeah I, I did and I think it was because um probably because I was given so much um I was given a lot of freedom yeah. um and also like I was given the helm coming in and out of like, so there's, there's a lot of different, um, oh, they're, they're not really ports, but harbors on, on Loch Derg. One is Gary Kennedy, one's Mount Shannon, one's Drummondair. They're the main ones. Oh. And you'd sail in and out. And it was really, I mean, I remember being only 11 or 12 and having the tiller under sail, sailing into these places and having to go alongside. So that was, that was really cool. It's responsibility. It's responsibility. Every really, 12 year yeah. loves responsibility. Yeah. And we didn't have, we didn't have anything else to do. So, we, you know, I suppose that was why. Yeah. And I, I was into it. Um, I definitely was into it. It, di yeah. it did kind of capture my my imagination. And um, I liked going down. It kind of might have waned a bit when I was about 16, but not actually until until about then, but you know. Did you not go sailing then as well for quite some time mm. when you were late teen, in your late teens? Yeah. So kind of. I suppose then, then so that's really was the, the childhood sailing, so yeah. to speak. Now, I thought I was really good sailor, but well, I actually wasn't. Any but anyway, you I thought... this world class at whatever they're doing, so, so was I. So I kind of, um, I, I think it was my, my mum had seen in the newspaper when I was 17. Actually, it was my leaving Sertier. Uh. And, um, you know, I wasn't, that into school to be honest at that point um and she saw an advert uh that they were looking for a team to go to australia on the asgard 
I get sail the training. idea. So you sail around Loch Dirk and then you go to Australia. <laughs> no, no, no. Sure, that's what you do. Like, you know. So, well, it was kind of crazy. It was a couple, there was all of these, these um, long stories. It was a bit of a long story behind yeah. this because the, the, the school that I was in, Mount Temple and Malhide Road, actually were given two places, but I didn't get those places. Oh. I didn't get either of those places. The, the, the more academic students yeah. got those places. Yeah. That was, and I was really upset about it. But it wasn't an organized thing like that, that young people can go on a supervised it, it was basically training they, trip. Yeah, they, they wanted to put a team of, yeah. of 17, 16, 17, 18 okay. year olds onto Asgard, the, the Irish sail training yeah. ship. And um, now the Asgard, it wasn't to sail to Australia. Asgard was being shipped out, but they were go, you were to do the, the, um, the Sydney to Hobart race, which high profile race on the Asgard. Wow. Now this absolutely I was just like, wow, this this sounds like, you know, I would and again, it's just where I was like I was grand until I was about 15, 15 to 17 yeah. for me. They weren't they weren't great years. So yeah. it really kind of, you know, I didn't care that I was in my leaving cert year. Yeah. So it's I a sense of adventure as well, yeah, yeah. as a teenager. So yeah. I lost out on the school places and then I think my mum saw this in the in the um in, in the newspaper or something. And I remember going down to Akash and Asgard that that was the who, running, you know, it, yeah. and I went in and had a chat. Don't remember too much the, about the chat, but it must have gone okay. And then and then they sent me off to a doctor for a fitness test. Which so it was, was kind like, of a coincidence that you actually yeah. ended up on that trip. So so I got a place. There was, <laughs> was 5,000 applicants and yeah. I think there was about 15 places or something. Anyway, yeah. I got a place. Okay. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And suddenly I was on a plane to Australia with the captain yeah. of the Asgard. <laughs> and I don't really know how it all happened, yeah, yeah. Um, but it did. Oh yeah, life happens in and, funny ways sometimes, yeah. And the school weren't very happy because I was going to be missing for, um, I think, about two and a half months in my leaving cert year, but I, I was just like... They did, I was you gone. don't care. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. I was gone. And most of them were older. I think most of them had yeah. done the leaving cert. Uh, but um, anyway, I think... That really um, solidified. So there's, there's like, you might kind of like say, well, what is sa sailing is very, there's very different aspects to it for me. Hmm. There was the sailing, you know, if I can compartmentalize it, there was the sailing with my parents that I, I okay. did initially. So then there was this adventure and this was me. Yeah. This was my first well, kind of, do you know, sure. yeah, thing. And I got on that and I'll never forget you know, sailing out of Sydney Harbour, Opera House. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd never been out of Ireland before. Yeah, of course. And Look, suddenly... <laughs> we're the same age. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, suddenly it was like sailing in yeah. this offshore race from Sydney yeah. to Hobart. So that was, that was mind-blowing. And I really, I, it really kind of, it turned my life around. Yeah. It yeah. definitely did. Um, it made, it, it had a huge impact on me. Um, and it, uh, I yeah, I really kind of caught myself on after that a bit but, a bit more. But this is great. So um do you know how it is like having children? Like, you know, you just throw a lot of muck onto them and see if something sticks. Like, you know, you try the horse racing, you yeah, try yeah. the camogie, yeah. you try the you know, whatever it is, like and you hope that something sticks, like, you know. So basically your parents just yeah. had a tiny bit of muck and it I, stuck. They 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 must have got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, um that's Yeah. Now I did go away from it from a lot for a long time, which mm. is interesting because I was 
thinking very, very briefly on the way here. I think got yeah. this all about 10 minutes thought, but I, <laughs> I was thinking like, what, you know, but so I did, I did that trip and, um, I mean, I remember having this experience and we, again, I think it was the freedom and there wasn't yeah. the safety cotton wool wrapping that goes on yeah. now. Yeah. And I, I was like high on the top yard cell in a full-blown gale <laughs> getting you know getting this sail under under um you know and, and offshore australia with these massive waves coming from the southern ocean and i was only 17 so let me i have to ask this yeah. um so you said there was about what 17 teenagers doing yeah. this sort of and they were picked yeah. and the academically better ones they got the two spots that yeah, the school. They actually so did. in other they words were, yeah. you are um the only one, or yeah. maybe among very few out of those 17, that actually didn't have a clue what they were doing. The other ones may not have been sailing ever before. Absolutely. And then yeah. they let you yeah. climb up yeah, some yeah. fucking masts. So I suppose I had... Wow. Um, yeah, they did. <laughs> and, that they see, uh, and there was only a few of us that actually did the high work. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not sure why... Um, but I remember being up there with the bosun. The, the bosun was a, was a was a um, an adult and, and a paid member of, okay. of, of the yeah. yeah. But I was the only, if you want to call, child. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's because I was balshi and I I said oh, I'm going. It's, it's aptitude, of course. <laughs> oh, here I am. Well, yeah, I yeah. have no idea, but I do remember being up there going, "This is so cool." <laughs> really? Why are you hanging up there? I mean, we're talking yeah. about five meters or something like that? Oh my God. No, 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 no. We're like 25 meters high in a massive 25 sea. meters. I, 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 That's I, a fucking I tall building. I can't remember the mass. Oh my God. I, no. But it's ah, a no, no. That's a big meters. thing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, sorry, yeah, t 10, 12 meters up. And so now we're harnessed in, but it's a, like it's just a belt around your waist and, uh, uh, um, you know, onto the yard arm and, and, and in, in horrific conditions. Anyway, anyway, but it was it was just really, really cool. It's twice as high as and our house is like. Oh, absolutely. Basically. Yeah. In a, and in then a you have sea. waves and then yeah, you have yeah, wind yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah, strapped yeah, in yeah, with yeah. some it fucking just, harness. It was, it's still, it's still the. Good the, on you. The, yeah. The, one of my, my huge memories. Wow. So, um. I came back from that um, and then I actually repeated, I, well, I went on to do my leaving cert, which yeah. I didn't do very well at. Yeah. That's fine. I went um, to, to decided I wasn't going to go to, to university or, or do any of that. And I went working for a short period of time, <laughs> which didn't quite work out for me because uh, oh. I, I then I did. Maybe it was a period of reflection I needed, but then I just decided I'm going to college and I'm going to be a ship's captain. <laughs> but that's, that's I'm, fair enough. I'm not a ship's captain. Uh, that didn't happen. I'm I'm a hydrographer and I'm involved in seabed mapping, as you know. But I did go down the maritime. But it's sea related yeah. thing, and you're still going out and, and uh, yeah, yeah. So 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 it kind of did. It it did give me a path. It did give me a, a career, yeah. definitely. And then um, I mean, if we do, I'm just trying to keep to sailing now. Keep it sailing, girl. Don't go off on. No, it's cool. Tangent, go off on whatever you want. But I um I uh, before I went to university, I I then decided I was going to. Uh, I thought I could teach people how to sail because I then thought I was an amazing sailor. Okay, you have <laughs> done a, a lot of sailing I up had, to this point. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, what my... would qualify you to actually pass on knowledge, yeah, which absolutely. you have acquired on the fly. I'm not a teacher. I didn't have any qualifications exactly, for sailing, etc., yeah. etc. Et so I, I kind of 
remember writing off to all of these sailing schools yeah. um, that I'd seen in the back of a sailing yeah. magazine. I probably, I think, went into Eason's and opened the, you know, <laughs> and, and, and copied down all, all, the, uh, yeah. all the addresses, went home, wrote letters. And I, and I actually got a response from one down in Emsworth, which is in the south of England. Okay. And they said, yeah, come down for the summer. We need mm. instructors. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got on a boat and went down to the south of England. This before, just before I started uni. I knew I'd had a place in Liverpool at that point. And I went down. I had no qualifications, no idea. They put me up, but they put me through the qualification process. Ah, so they provided training yes, before. they provided training. Which probably training. wasn't comprehensive, but you got... Some so what I was doing was basically helping out at the sailing club, okay. doing whatever, you know, and... and Learning on the job. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I, I managed to get my rib license. I got my sailing qualifications. Yeah. for. So I worked for them for four months. I got all my qualifications, fully qualified coming out of that job. I didn't get paid, yeah. but I didn't care. I didn't want money. I just wanted a bit of food. I had a place to live and I had all my qualifications. So I went, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I went off to university. Yeah. This is actually a good point. I meant to ask this a little bit later, but um, I might as well do it now. Uh, what's the deal with sailing? I mean, in terms of qualifications and permissions, could yes. I just go? The seventies may have been different. Fair yeah, enough. Very I get, different. I give you that. Well, it was eighties now. I'll just. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the eighties. But um, yeah. you know, when I want to drive a car, well, yeah, I kind of need, need a license. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes sense. What's the deal with sailing though? I mean, I'm sure if you buy, like, let's just say, what is a, you said earlier on, a 25 foot boat was you, the first one your dad bought. Yeah, yeah. If I buy yeah. one of those now, yeah, yeah. Um, could I just go out yes. legally and sail? Yeah. Do I not need some kind of a no. cert license? Not, not if it's just you. Not if you're not, you know, got a paying passenger or. So I bring you know, yeah. um, Annette and the kids. Still okay? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just asking theory, because I mean it is no one's an inherently dangerous you. thing if it, I don't. Know it what is I'm doing. if you if you set sail in Galway Bay and start heading out and you probably won't get very far if it's a sailing yeah. boat. To be honest, you'll you'll be blown in on the on the nearest shore. Yeah. But I could um, legally do that now. I just I can't think of anything that would that would stop. No driving you. license. No. Uh, no. What about insurance for yourself on your person and that never mind the boat? I'm sure there has to be insurance on a boat as well. But on yourself that you are not qualified, but at least uh, covered from insurance point of view. If you fuck up, like if you ran yeah. another boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So, well, I have qualifications now, obviously, but I'm just trying to think. No, yeah. you can still insure a boat um, and without qualifications. Yeah, right. I, I'm... I'm and and um, I'm just trying to think. Well, I can insure a car without having a driving license. That's yeah. fine. That's on me. Trying to think. But in order to operate it, I mean, P P Peter Peter doesn't have qualifications. But he just and he just sailed Greenland. to Greenland. Well, but he went and there he to was climb insured. a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> well, he sailed all the way up and in in, in waters yeah. that I've actually never skippered in. Yeah. So <laughs> that is uh, yeah. Now he. So it's unregulated. But he does, to a large extent. Well. It, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I have to be a bit careful what I say here. <laughs> no, I'm just asking on the Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. It, it it is it is somewhat un, yeah. un, unregulated, um, um, from that point of view. But like, I, I I'm guessing that I mean obviously Peter has massive experience. Yeah. Now, so that's a different story. I I, I 
you, you tend not to get very far. You know, no one really wants to go on a suicide mission. So yeah. I, I, I'm i guessing that most people just, you know, the progression is is yeah. slow and, and you build up the experience. Well, of course, but, not just because you have a driver's license means you're a driver. Mm, you know, a lot of people, yeah, especially the young yeah, ones, you know yeah. how it is on the road. But like, I mean, you know, the only person really that you're going to damage is yeah. A, yourself, generally. Yeah. Um, now, of course, if you had a very large boat, you can drive it into another boat and you can blah, blah, blah. Sure. Anyway, anyway, um, yeah. But I can tell you because um, obviously coming from Berlin, like and everything, mm. there has to be a cert and a license and an insurance and what have you, like you know, for everything. Yeah. And um, being a yeah. lawyer, like um, I remember that um, my old man was trying to do his sailing cert. It was a fashion of mm. the time, like back in the we're talking mid eighties. I would have yeah. been fifteen or so. Mid eighties, he was studying to um, do his sailing cert that he okay. was allowed to yeah. take a little sailing boat, something with the sail out on the Wannsee, which is okay. a little tiny lake in Berlin where there's um, no wind whatsoever. But oh you had right. to in order to be um, you had sort to of, have a qualification. You had to have that, and obviously. Um, he just went out and failed or didn't do it. It mm. was just one of the fat, like, you know, his mates, they were all doing it and everybody kind of left it behind. Like, you know, mm. they were probably just more into the drinking on the boat than anything else. Like, but I remember that he was studying all of a sudden and he was never an academic. He left school at 13. Like, um, and he was studying for something. I was like, what the fuck are you doing there? Like, mm. all studying for the sailing exam. And it just made sense to me that, yeah, okay, everything yeah, is regulated. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah, to have a yeah, license. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Well, it's <coughs> largely an island. It's regulated. But they, yeah, I mean, I think I would know lots of people who cruise extensively yeah. who may not have yeah. uh, any qualifications. Yeah. It's really about experience. Yeah. And to be honest, there's a lot of people out there with qualifications. Who <laughs> exactly. Like the bad drivers who have a license. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. anyway. So, so, yeah. So you left, um, so you left, you did your job and then you went back to uni and all this. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. sailing then... So, um, did you maintain this? Summer? So yeah, so that summer was fantastic. Got qualifications, and it really, and it really sharpened my skills yeah. because when you're doing your qualifications, there's things you have to do, like like sail a triangle with without a rudder. So that means you've got to use your. your this is in a dinghy. You've got mm -hmm. to you know use your weight on the dinghy and the sails okay. to 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 kind of um make a course correction rather yeah. than using the rudder. You know, so so you basically you know you learn to become a much better sailor. Yeah, uh, and and I did. And that was great. So then when I went into uni, I, I joined the sailing club um, and started a, a women's team. I captained the women's team and I really got into racing on the university uh, circuit. Okay. And that was really cool and I really enjoyed that. Um, That's the stuff they're doing at the Olympics, isn't it? Uh, well, yes, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we were doing something called match racing and team racing and lots of different so it's racing really a sport. skills. Absolutely. Yeah. At that level, yes, it, it, it was. And we took it pretty seriously. And yeah. Every weekend we were, you know, um, racing against other universities, etc. Sure. So yeah. I did that for two years and, and um, again, really sharpened the skill. That's where I really kind of sharpened and those like if you get into a dinghy and you know you're racing it's quite different to sailing a yacht and cruising across the Atlantic mm -hmm. you know you're not like it, they're different sets of skills and different types of sailing sure. do you know just the size of the boat itself well, like, like, yeah, you need more ab, people ab, ab, on bigger boats absolutely. in order to and, make it functional yeah and depending yeah. on the dinghy you might be out on a trapeze and you're yeah, yeah. flying 
spinnakers and you're going generally faster and there's a lot of tactics involved yeah. and rules sure. and all of that type of thing. Um, and and um, I don't know what, nothing really happened. I was enjoying it, but I, I discovered climbing. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I just, one of the winters, uh, so I'd done it for two seasons at university and then I discovered the, it, it, the, the mountaineering club. It was actually one of the sailors that introduced me to the mountaineering club. And for some reason, I just went, wow. And for a decade, I didn't sail. Okay. Yeah. But I the climbed. outdoors is your thing while I was um, yeah. more concerned with the indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was out there climbing mountains yeah. um, and, and learn how to climb rock and ice and mountaineering. Yeah. And I was, you know, um, all the way un until the uh, late 90s, yeah. um, early so very 2000s. Very little of virtually yeah. no sailing. Yeah. Virtually none. Yeah. <clears throat> for 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 10 to 12 years yeah, yeah, okay. now my career was going on in the background and then um my dad sails um uh, and I, my mum had then got her own boat actually yeah. and so i would do small bits yeah. if they you know oh i want to get you know have this boat we're, we're going down to france and if i had time i'd hop yeah. on and do but a definitely sailing. not but planning every holiday no, for yourself every absolutely not no 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 um I did kind of the yeah the two years at, at university like I said racing and then those university um uh, summers actually yeah. then I had my qualification so I went down to the med and I thought ooh I could go down to the med and live it up big time I was now nineteen the med being 20, the Mediterranean, Mediterranean yeah. sorry I'm going to the med like you know because something hurts. <laughs> So you're in the sun, you're, you know, you're 19, you're yeah. 20, you're hanging oh, out with the same, you know, gang of sailors. Yeah, yeah. You're, okay, we were just teaching kids, churning it through. It wasn't really about that, to be honest, yeah. if I'm very honest. It was about absolute crazy times. I mean, we I remember partying till nearly, say, 2 or 3 a.m. And we were up on the beach at 6 a.m. getting yeah. those boats ready. You know, like it was the body can take it. You're young, like you know, you do those things. I don't know how Today I did it. You, like. So that was kind of okay. I was sailing. Well, yeah. I don't really even call that sailing, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we were churning through these groups of kids, and you know, like yeah, we were teaching them how yeah. to sail. We were putting them on the water. We were making sure they were safe. We were, you know, rescuing them in the ribs. Yeah. We were towing them in when the wind got up to etc. etc. You know, course, yeah. it was great crack. It was yeah. an amazing period of my life so like I, I just have to ask when yeah. did you learn to swim because apparently <laughs> our generation can't swim in ireland oh because there were no no annette explained this to me um because there were no she grew up in mayo and there were no public swimming yeah. pools swimming know, wasn't a thing in yeah. school and it's like our generation <clears throat> which missed out on swimming courses in ireland and it's surprisingly yeah. a lot of people in ireland yeah. sort of now being 50 or so just can't swim it's 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 an interesting thing and the two, and the other thing, other passion that I do have is swimming, yeah. <laughs> as you may or may not know, I, and um, and I do a, a lot of swimming. But you know, so it it's a it's a very interesting question because somebody asked me before. I never remember learning how to swim. I've always been able to swim. Now I'm one of the lucky ones, yeah. okay. But again, I was. You have to remember, I was around water a yeah. lot. Yeah. My dad was a relative, was, 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 um, happy in the water. Yeah. Um, and, and 
for an Irish person, a relatively good swimmer. My mum wouldn't have been a good swimmer, but but he was, and um, and he basically just put us in the water. That's how now, I learned to swim as well at the yeah, age of I can't remember. I, yeah, exactly. I actually can't remember. Yeah. So I was one of the lucky ones. Now I did go to swimming lessons then, and I did progress, and I actually ended up yeah. doing a bit of competitive swimming yeah. in my youth as well. But that would be um, a prerequisite, I would imagine, uh, when you're going on the water, whether it, it's for sailing, <laughs> surfing, or anything well, else. Like yeah, it, it yeah. would help if you were a good swimmer. Yeah. It does. Well, it, it helps with the confidence, I suppose. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've never had an issue being around water, in water, underwater, yeah. under dinghy, submerged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, you know, it's not a fear that I have. So that fear was removed. And that's yeah. with sailing, a lot of people have that fear. Um, you know, the ding, especially in dinghies. Dinghies turn over. And they yeah, and they can what we call invert. They can go right o- over. What yeah. people don't realize is there is an air pocket there that you yeah. know you can use. But but that's that's not. A, it's very claustrophobic. Well, it's counterintuitive. And it's counterintuitive. Absolutely. The role like and it no. was like you think you're on the water for two minutes, like which is virtually three seconds. Yeah. Uh, and you think and you're you, there you panic and what's yeah, going yeah, on like, yeah, yeah yeah and it, it is and i know as a sailing instructor that's a scary thing yeah. for people especially if i'm teaching adults and yeah. you know um that that is it, it's what stops a lot of a lot of people learning yeah. um um yeah but i suppose i i got back into sailing then um in my early 30s um i had a a, a few unfortunate events with with with, with climbing um and it 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 really kind of knocked me back mm. to be honest um and i needed to gather myself yeah. again uh restock take stock i suppose and and i, I suppose you mature and i had a bit of an idea of my own yeah. kind of like you know oh yeah this actually is dangerous what i'm doing and i was doing some pretty well, yeah. pretty uh, <laughs> interesting things climbing wise and 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 at the same time, actually, I met my husband, yeah. Peter, who you've talked to. And that was through climbing. Yeah. And um, he's he still is a big climber. So I was kind of very much waning and, and um, yeah. again, you know, trying to kind of find, mm, what am I going to do next time? Even though you, you only, you don't realize it at the time, but it's, it's when you look back, you kind of go, oh, that's what I was kind of doing. I was really yeah. trying to find a, a path again. Um and um our relation my relationship with with peter had had got stronger um throughout 2000 the early 2000s and we had decided we we were going to get married and I still wasn't really bad. I'd done, yeah, no, I had actually. Done, I was starting to do a few trips. I did a trip up to the Faroes, which actually Peter came on. And then we to the Faroes mean sailing to, from here to the Faroes to the Faroes, yeah, and, okay, and yeah, 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 and a few kind of trips like that, just yeah. um interspersed between traveling and working and various other things. Yeah. And I um, we were. We were discussing what we were going to do kind of after the wedding. And we both had done lots of traveling. We were in our early 30s at this point. And we decided that we wanted a year off from our jobs. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And we, we were going to go traveling. Yeah. Kind of call it. I didn't like to call it honeymoon. But we were just going to go away yeah, after sure. the wedding. Whatever you want to call it. Well, you have no kids. You can do those things. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that vaguely? <laughs> and I don't know how it really kind of ended up happening. But I came back. 
from a stint. I was working offshore for six weeks at a time at this offshore point. Offshore meaning what? Offshore. On no, on vessels um, as a surveyor. I, I was mapping basically ah, okay. deep ocean, um, Gulf of Mexico, North Sea, West oh, Australia, fuck. West Africa. Uh, so I had been doing Whoa. that for that whole 10 years that I was climbing. I was doing, that was my job. So that's oh, what I, I was, see. Well, yeah. Well, not miss out on and, being on the water as such. And I was, yeah. I was working six weeks on, six weeks off. That's what you big, did. Big oh, these are like, massive yeah, yeah. vessels. This is not sailing. This, yeah, yeah. These are just huge. Containers on the water. Seismic vessels. Yeah. yeah survey vessels. So I, um, yeah, we decided to get married. I came back and I said, and we had been discussing Cuba because because at the time I was just very interested, I was A, very interested in the country and very interested yeah. in going to Cuba. It was 2004. And I just thought politically things are going to change a lot here. Yeah. Castro was still on the scene. And yeah. I, d I just kind of thought, hmm, maybe we should go. And, and in tandem, we had heard of a few climbers going there and there was very little development climbing wise. Mm. And we were trying to get some, you know, anyway, Somehow we decided we were going to go to Cuba. Yeah. And um, uh, I kind of came back and I said, why don't we sail there? <laughs> and like, as one would, like, yeah, sure. And, and somewhere <laughs> along the, 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 the 30 years that I was at that point, early 30s, um, I had this ambition that had started to yeah. come to the fore, I suppose, yeah. that I wanted to sail across the Atlantic. Okay, cool. On my not not necessarily on my own, but under my own steam. So yeah. not not with yeah. my dad, with my mom, yeah. not with I. I wanted to sail my yeah. own vessel across the, the Atlantic, and um. So I'd kind of mentioned this to Peter, who'd never sailed before. He's so he, oh really? He's never said no, no. When we got married, Peter had never sailed before. Okay. So, so um, he was all up for it, huh? and I was like, oh god, he hasn't a clue. <laughs> 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 but I knew. In the climbing that we had done together, I mean Peter, as 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 you know, Peter is w way out there in the mountains. He uh, he is he's well capable. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what the sea could throw at him or or whatever. I knew he would be able to handle. So, um, long story short, we had tried to buy a kind of um, a, actually what we could afford, which was actually something quite small, yeah. um, to go across the Atlantic, and between the Jeez, the rigs I don't know how it happened but my dad rang me up probably out of fear <laughs> and said why why don't you take my boat he was actually building a house at the time so it was a what bigger boat which was safe enough to go across the boat. water she, yeah so she's a 40 foot Vandestat yeah. steel sailing vessel and he said why didn't you and I was like what really? <laughs> I said, uh, I'm kind of planning to go for a year or so. And he's like, yeah. He said, just ensure her well. I know. I, I, get, like, I get the idea. I mean, <laughs> you probably just go there. Look, at, I can only afford a few hundred quid here. This is a little um, yeah. rowing boat, like, going across the curb. Like, I know you best take this one. Yeah. So it was kind of like, all right, okay. So we did yeah. a bit of work on her. We had agreed, like, you know, she needed a few bits we put some money into her we did yeah. we were working i mean i was working for a decade sure. at this point i had yeah. you know i had a bit of means and i had it you know you're so not 20 anymore. no yeah, no sure. no absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah i'm in my early 30s yeah, yeah um so we get married and we sail out of galway bay and uh, we turn yeah. left and we go to cuba <laughs> <laughs> 
And we we arrive we arrive in Cuba. Uh, well, let me see. We we sailed out Galway Bay in in June, and we arrived in Cuba. I think sometime late January. So you that's what? seven months later. Yeah, what? We, we so there's up. just water and you're on the boat. I know young people are young people, but... Yeah. Oh, we were just newly married now. I still, like, you know, I could not be with, with, with my family, with my best friend. I could not be on sort of a small, confined well, space, like, you know, for seven months. Well, many of our friends did did laugh, wow. actually, and, and take the piss and say, do you know, maybe you should have... Left the wedding till you came back. But anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Like, it oh, did survive. A bitch now. It did survive. Yeah, cool. It was an incredible adventure because I suppose I, it was new ground, new territory for yeah. me. I had never done any cruising yeah. without my dad there, to be honest, yeah. or my mom. Um, but you were confident in your ability. That, that was I, never something that you questioned yourself. I didn't. I am competent. I can do Interestingly this. Interestingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's, no, I think that's looking the back, I, to do I, it. I won't say I wasn't nervous. Of course I, I was. And I remember, and, and, and Peter Peter had, well, he, he came up to on the Pharaoh's trip, but he, he didn't have an awful lot of, uh, and he did do a theory course that previous winter to kind of, you know, try. Of course. And, uh, yeah. brush up a little bit on 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 tides and you know but but really it was down it was you know yeah. I, I skipped the boat it was yeah. down to me and um I learned a huge amount on that trip as you um, would like yeah and I think I I don't think I was competent um and my dad's gonna <laughs> if my dad listens to this that's, he's that's like neither I, here nor there but I don't feel I was for at least a couple of months and then I really yeah. started to get into then you really kind of go you know I did I the skills were there. It yeah. was all there. I just yeah. had to dig deep a little yeah. bit. And, and, but you didn't um, doubt yourself at all. Yeah, Nervous, I, I didn't. give you that, but... Yeah, you know, I didn't. Well, I can do this sort of yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, um, and I, I think it was, Dad said it to me, and he said, uh, and I used it for a, a trip that I, I did um, a few years ago with the kids, because it, that was a completely different thing again. But... Um, I remember um, him saying to me, you're just going to the errands. <laughs> okay. And we get to the errands. You're just going to Dingle. Yes, Dingle. You're just going to Northern France. When you get to Northern France, you're just going down to... And I've used that actually in a lot of mm -hmm. different... Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting... Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you give yourself the whole picture of anything... You freak yourself out. You've got to oh, yeah, break imagine, yeah. any product, like anything, down. Yeah, you just yeah. break it down. I'm just doing this, then do this. One then match this. at a time, basically. Like, yeah, that's yeah. A and my dad's always been a very big project person. He does yeah. a lot of things himself. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really rely on other people. He, you know, he, 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 you know, um, yeah. So, so, so anyway, we, yeah. So myself, both myself and Peter learned a huge amount on that trip and we had an amazing adventure. Oh, and fantastic. by the time and on that adventure, I suppose it opened all of these possibilities to me. Um, particularly, I suppose, um, in my early thirties, I won't lie. I was thinking about kids by the time I came back, yeah. I would have been, um, 35. Oh, I was actually, yeah, heading mid-30s, yeah. 34, 35 at that point. And we met many families. And I was like, God, there's families out here doing this. It's amazing. Like, 
what an opportunity for kids. And um, and I remember, again, another seed kind of, you know, in there going, uh, if I ever have kids, I'd love to do this with kids. Uh, and that, that's probably all. It, it didn't go any further for a while. Yeah, of course. But yeah. it, it, I do remember having that thought. And I remember meeting um, kids on boats and being, like, really impressed with and the small people that they were. The, the logical person that you are, um, you would have already at that stage taken, um, well, I can do this trip so I can do it with kids and chickens if I have to. You know, so the confidence um, that yeah. you would have to, to begin with, like, you know, was basically validated. Actually, I can do this shit. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Because it is a massive trip. It's a ma- Yeah. yeah so, so, so jump forward then if, yeah. if, you, if you want to. Um, uh, to to twenty um oh my god listen that the, the the years now where are we gone twenty eighteen when I left with the kids yeah. and the children were then age ten and twelve yeah. and while they were growing up but still yeah so they, this this absolutely harbored and for ten years really the first 10 years of their lives I, I was planning we were planning this we had bought a boat we Peter had done incredible work this being the, the trip across the, the Atlantic the trip with the kids, yeah. So, yeah and and it's interesting you asked Lillian or Rory you know uh, you know bedtime stories it was like the trip it was like always going to be about the trip it's fabulous but I was then kind of I suppose approaching my late 40s and the confidence starts waning i think that would have happened to anyone of us who had kids because you are so much more careful about life in general yes because you have those things to worry about absolutely it's just we would jump from trees and wouldn't think twice yeah but now wow don't do that because it's dangerous yeah yeah so 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 maybe it's not i don't know whether it's a confidence but like suddenly you started questioning yeah because you think Completely. About other people by default. Absolutely. Sure. You had these two children who are now yeah. in life. I never expected to to feel like that. Who 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 doesn't when you're not exactly you know, before you're a parent, you've uh, you know, yeah. I had no idea, no concept of, yeah. of what that might feel like. Yeah. Um I kind of thought, oh we'll do this, we'll do, you know. And 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 so as and I had some serious um yeah, I had to give myself a talking to a lot. Um, can I really do this? And, and and I was so, so thankful that to myself and to, to anyone who was involved that I had done that original trip because, yes, it validated, no, very, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can. And, um, but somebody had asked me, you know, I think they were kind of more asking about the, you know, the, the the trip the voyage that we did with the kids and they were like you know what was the the most difficult part and they were looking for the most difficult part of that whole trip was having the children on board because of the precious cargo uh, that I was carrying uh, and the stress that that you know now I I I, I got my head around it obviously. but at this point Peter was a much more competent sailor. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hugely. So you're not he carrying had, the whole burden no, of responsibility no, no. for the boat. Absolutely the boat not. No, shoulders. it was 50-50 yeah. uh, for, for, for that trip. Absolutely. Do you think um, it could be actually done with only one parent being a competent sailor? Or do you think that would uh, couldn't really work? Or it's very unlikely to work? It's um, It would be unlikely to work without crew yeah. so you know like on a trip like that you can you can 
get crew for specific passage, uh, passages. And a lot of families do that. A lot of times, and it is generally the wife and the kids who kind of step off the boat and the the, 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 the guy who, who's generally the, the, the more competent, say, you know, that's generally the, the, the setup. Our setup is a little bit unusual. Um, and they get on a gang of guys or crew or yeah. whatever and they bring it sometimes even to the Caribbean and then the, yeah, you know, the wife and the kids they, they yeah. all join and etc etc um, and that can happen especially coming home on the Atlantic Circuit on the North Atlantic okay. pay, um, section because you know it, it, it's um, it, it, it's yeah it's not to be sneezed at you're you know you're, you're coming across the North Atlantic it's it's uh, it's it's Dangerous territory. You, you well, need to know what you're doing. It's dangerous. And yeah. um, then obviously there are more dangerous yeah. or more difficult places to navigate than others than yeah. just purely geographically. Yeah. Like. yeah. And I knew yeah. that. And, I, and, and uh, but, but it's all about being prepared, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, um, but um, yeah, so, so that was such, even though it was the Atlantic Circuit, you call that the Atlantic Circuit. Yeah, it's a well-charted route, basically. Yeah, 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 you're going with the winds of the Atlantic, you okay. know, so you're going south initially to catch the trade winds, the old trade routes that the, that, that, that the old um, trading vessels, yeah. the sailing vessels that yeah. could only sail with the wind used to yeah. do, used to bring products from Europe over to the Caribbean, then they go north and use the wind back from the, 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 the North Atlantic. It, it, it spirals in a, in a yeah. clock direction and that's what you do in in, in a sailing boat um but like i suppose i just want to point out that the the two so yeah i've done the atlantic circuit if you yeah. like twice but two completely well, yeah, utterly different well different stages of my life yeah. obviously um you know we were early 30s with peter full of confidence of oh we could do anything you know and then even though it's the second time round, but you've got your precious cargo on board and you're like uh, you know safety systems are like to the you know um i mean i'm not yeah, I'm sure how much I checked the lifeboat on the first on the, <laughs> on the first trip. On the second trip, there was like a lot of checks, a lot of procedures, a lot of what ifs, what if the what are we gonna how are we gonna yeah. handle this, how are we gonna this, how are we gonna do this, this is how we're gonna do and that. And you've a lot more cetera, experience anyway where yes, you may absolutely. have come across problems which yeah. uh, kind of prompted you to at least acknowledge that there's sense in a checklist. Mm. They yeah. do that in every flight. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But what, what about logistics? I mean, mm. I would imagine when you plan a trip like that, whether it's on your own um, uh, or with a friend or a small crew of yeah. adults or with kids, I mean, the planning for something like that must be just insane. I mean, you're not doing yeah. that, uh, well, let's see holiday in Mallorca. <laughs> we do that in four weeks. I mean, uh, we're talking a year or something like that, I would imagine, planning. I mean, the planning for the trip. Yes, finances are then considered. Yeah, yeah. Consider, uh, but just the yeah. trip itself. But the I mean, trip itself, I mean... Food, I medicine, uh, yeah. the, the, the diesel, I, I don't know. what. I mean, we were, we were, we were talking... I mean, the planning really spans ten, nearly 10 years. However, well, uh, the... This is the part where you have the, to keep talking. I'm going to the fridge oh, and yeah. get beer. Okay. <laughs> I will have to do that because I did it with Peter. Okay. <laughs> like, keep talking. <laughs> Talking. So the planning, we're talking about planning. So yeah, the planning, I suppose, really ramped up in the last uh, 12 months and then seriously ramped up in the last four to five months. Um, but you're never completely ready. 
I mean, I thought I had all the planning done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we rented our house out, for example, you know, to 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 because we had to financially. It was the only way that we sure. were going to be able to do this. You have to take the car off the road. Absolutely. You have to do this and that and the other. Organize your work. And organize everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're you're so you have a deadline. And yeah. of course, everything takes longer. And I'll 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 always remember that that moment going to the boat in Parkmore, going over to Danu in Parkmore. And of course, it was pissing rain, and I was just transporting bags, black bin liners of stuff. <laughs> That's what it came down to. And I just went, you know what? I'll just. We get you, you kind of now th- we're only we're talking down nitty gritty yeah. kids clothes yeah. and you know that that kind of stuff and then at some point the I potato think, peeler the garlic press yeah. you will find out <laughs> yeah. oh fuck I lost it like <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at one point I just went it doesn't matter yeah. we're only going to the errands <laughs> <laughs> good thinking yeah but so, so anything that we forgot along the way, you just you just bought. But obviously, yeah. all the medical kit and that that yeah. had been done months uh, months beforehand, and things like um life rafts and and and, and yeah. uh, uh, perbs and and safety equipment that was all done. Batteries that or whatever was, one yeah, has yeah. spare this the and boat, that and the other yeah. spare ropes. Yeah. So imagine. the the boat had been prepared yeah. um at least um had been in you know, prepared at least a year beforehand. Yeah. Uh, we did um, a trip as well, two years before the actual trip down to Northwest Spain. And that was like Which a, is a big enough trial. Now, we didn't sail with the all. kids. I did oh. I did the, the flying. I did yeah. the mammy flying down yeah. with the kids <laughs> on that trip. Peter sailed her down with a couple of friends, which was great. Cause it gave, you I know, that was great experience. Trip. It gave a big trip, yeah. yeah. And we spent... Um, five weeks on board and it was really to get used to having the kids on board and to mm-hmm. you know and, and actually we reviewed our whole navigation system and yeah. how it was going to work after that trip um we decided that we needed to be a lot more um we, we needed to have one adult who was completely running the boat yeah. and one adult who was kind of looking after the kids um, now not all the time obviously yeah. but, but but a de- designated like okay you know um yeah so so the navigation was kind of like down below and a lot of the you know the 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 um say the planning of the navigation mm-hmm. and and you know you, you know referencing your you know your your, your where you your waypoints and etc. That was all on so a we're screen down below. Talking maps basically. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of work. Yeah, you yeah. Expect a, those winds to happen at this time yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. There's currents. a lot of planning. All so passage like, planning. Yeah. We call it passage yeah. planning. So you're going from A to B. Now A to B could be like 300 miles. Okay. A to B could be 80 miles. Sure. There's lots of different trips, yeah. but you've got to plan your arrival, your departure. You're, yeah. You've got to look at your tides. You've got to look if you're going to a different country. You've got Passports, to plan. Visas, absolutely. There's a lot, so there's a lot involved in in, in passage planning, um, and and both myself and and Peter are equally versed in 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 all of that, um. But you need one person, you know, you can't be down doing a kid dinner and then in your head be yeah. passage planning at the same yeah. time. It, it's just not feasible. So we had a, a big screen mounted. Um, Dano has a, what we call quite quite a nice uh, coat roof in steel. Mm. So we mounted a big screen so that we could keep an eye on the navigation from up oh, on okay. deck. Yeah. 
And that's what needed to. So there was a few kind of, you know, we realized. Um, and that, so that was obviously a good trip to do um, beforehand. So there was lots of things like that that we trialed um, um, before we set off for good. Um, How much confidence would you actually have in when you're kitting out the boat with the meds, the spare batteries, mm, the spare ropes, mm. all that shit um, in yourself? Like, would you do it all yourself and double check yourself? Or would you have someone else to actually rely on, please do check me what I've done? Mm. When it comes to really essential equipment, never mind the flip-flops. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, because uh, I suppose it makes me feel like I never doubted myself because I never got yeah. anybody to check. Would you proofread your How own letters to um, the county council, say? You know, it's an important letter yeah. you're writing and you always would go like, I always would go. Or oh, yeah, you would. It. Yeah, yeah, Can yeah. Can you just go over this? Have yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to you. Well, I suppose I had, you know, we, we, we had each other at that point. Yeah. You know, um, Peter was, you know, really. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I mean, I have to admit, like he did. I mean, he installed that new engine on, on the boat yeah. and um, I didn't know it inside out. I completely uh, relied on him. You're a sailor, not a mechanic. Yeah, so then, I, I, I mean, yeah. one should ask Peter, but yeah. would you not go and get some really experienced mechanic? Like, can you just have a look at this? Is this um, cool? Yeah, I mean, he got some help on the installation. Yeah, but like, you know, I, I guess, yeah. and things did go wrong. You, you just you figure did. them out. Yeah. yeah, you figure them out. And yeah. we, we bounce things off each other. We bounce things off. Yeah. of uh, my, my dad at that point had, you know, had done Atlantic crossings and, and okay. had circumnavigation. So um, my dad and Kay, they had a lot of experience and we yeah. certainly bounced a lot of things off them and would have had lots and lots of discussions um, about, you know, equipment and, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think you just have to go as well you know you, there's a point where um you just kind of go like right let's just just go um and i don't think you're ever going to be fully ready no that's true i i subscribe to that i mean we went yeah. to the like you know the kids were nappies like and um, mm. there's also like you know what the fuck are we doing here like sometimes you just yeah. go like and i would have done like um what someone else would consider dangerous, like, you know, the way I socialized and lived my life up until a point, like in my mid-twenties, and I had the utmost confidence in myself. I yeah. know what I'm doing. Yeah. And obviously with experience, you kind of grow in, in competence as well to a certain degree. Yeah. But the the whole the whole aspect of kitting your boat out there, and this this is about the boat, yeah, like you know, yeah, you could yeah. I, I could make the comparison a car in the desert like yes okay. you're putting yourself in a place and i'm a city kid yeah. you're putting yourself in a place where there's nothing around oh yeah I mean, you look left 100%. there's water you look right there's yeah. water fucking water everywhere yeah. and you're really dependent yeah. whether you want it or not on your own on yourself like mm -hmm. um 100 110 <laughs> and and i think um and we realized that and, and we knew that we both knew that and um i mean you know Yeah, you, yeah, I, I never doubted that we couldn't, yeah. which is interesting. I, I mean, maybe we can it. do yeah. this talk with Peter together at some point. Yeah. Like, really talk about this trip because yeah, it's so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, interesting in itself. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, if we go into that trip, we'll be we'll be here all day <laughs> and night. <laughs> well, I hope I have your dad coming in September. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but what um, what yeah. I wanted to ask you is um, when you started sailing 
70s and 80s, yeah. leave that aside. But um, now going into the 90s, and we all know the changes that happened between, say, the mid-90s, the internet happened, mobile phones happened, yeah. and then we had mobile phones with little video thingies on yeah, it. Like, yeah, if you yeah, want yeah, huge, to watch yeah. a volleyball match in yeah. Korea, you could have it live now, yes. second division. Um, so how much did the technology and the equipment actually change oh, since huge. you kind of, yeah, uh, since yeah. the... Say yeah. early nineties, yeah. like when you were an adult, so, and now. Yeah, so so um, I, I draw on some experience that I would have had with my parents sailing on that Saber twenty twenty seven Saber twenty seven, and we did. So I would have been fifteen, I think fifteen yeah. sixteen. Like we would have done trips, say up to Scotland and back, then maybe trips down around the southwest of Ireland and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And so this is this is now all the um, actually this is still the eighties, but but even and, and the navigation was like using a radio direction finder. I still remember having the um, the radio direction finder in my ear. So you had a, a little earpiece, and 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 and, a, and there was a compass on top of essentially a box and you would point it at a lighthouse which is where the the signal was coming from uh -huh. and then you get your bearing and you note it down and then you draw so a line on that. And yeah yeah it goes, the further you go with your pointing yeah absolutely and that was how we navigated and that was how i learned originally so it was fantastic because it gives you great ground, you know, that. Yeah. And when I did my um, Yacht Master theory first, yeah. and I was actually only uh, 18 when I did that first, um, that was all before the 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 internet, really, yeah. and, and electronics as we know oh, them yeah. now, and, and satellites as we know them now, and that none of none of the satellite navigation systems um, for, f certainly for leisure use, were out at all. Mm. And so it was all bearings and 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 old school method yeah. uh, and and sextants. Um, yeah. If you were going like further offshore, um, which I have used as well. Uh, so so then you jump forward to I suppose like say this this recent trip now, and it's all yeah absolutely. And Dano has got all the electronics. Yeah. And and so now instead of like having to kind of get all of these these bearings and distances and and calculating okay you've got to be very careful if you're navigating in that method about about time and recording when your last position was and so mm -hmm. then you you know your next position and you know your speeds so you know your direction and so and that and that's how you would navigate yeah. now you just turn on your your screen and you as you do with Google Maps and you see a little blue dot and that's where you are. Oh yeah, I, that's how I drive now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I go H91 whatever XYZ and, and I yeah. just let the machine tell me next yeah. right in 200 meters. And all the charts are, all the marine charts are loaded onto what you call an electronic navigation system. Yeah. And so in theory, you can just head off. Yeah. And you've got all your charts, and this will tell you when you're now. <laughs> but things break down, as we all know. Well, yeah, and that would have been the next question. <laughs> my phone, you know, every now and then it doesn't yeah, work, and that's kind of a daily occurrence. Like, I have no coverage here. So what do you do? Absolutely. So, so we always have paper backups. Yeah. 
And and we now I have to say there are sometimes you're not as diligent as you should be, yeah. but we do we keep a logbook. And yeah. certainly, if you're on a passage, uh, if you're on a coastal passage, we would write something in the logbook every two or three hours. It probably should have been yeah. more often, but but you know, uh, and you write your position. So you've always got a time and position. So if let, let's say your mast. You know, your your mask can fail. Your mask can fall down. So, yeah, and course. all your instruments are, are generally on the top of yeah. the mast. You'll lose everything, and so you've got your last known position. And then you've got a, 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 a we call it dead reckoning, um, and so you know where you were. There's our position at. You know, oh, thank God, I put the midday position down now because we're only like an hour and a half later. We've been doing five knots. We know we've gone, you know, seven miles or whatever it happens to be. But coastal passage means you can see the coast. No, not necessarily. We've got fog. Okay, uh, there's fog. <laughs> yeah, stupid question, wasn't it? But generally speaking, like you're not that far away from the coast that you have okay. at least. Uh, so for me, as a non-sailor, I would say, like, yeah. as long as I can see the fucking thing, okay. grand, I can swim there. Ooh, okay. Would I be able to swim 10 miles at this stage? Probably not, no, but I, doubt I feel yeah. safe. Yeah. I can see it. Well, actually, coastal sailing is much more dangerous than ocean sailing because, because of you've got the things, shallow water there yeah, might be rocks you've got or things to bang into <laughs> yeah on the ocean I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's nothing there yeah and it's also very interesting and I've been caught out many times before I made many mistakes um, looking at a coast and going oh yeah there's the headland that's where we're going yeah. without checking without checking the chart without taking a bearing say if we're looking at or Or, you know, and then it, it's very confusing. It can be very confusing from the sea, you know, to pick out where you're actually going. I could imagine. Mm. I mean, I've been on boats before. I, like my preferred boat was the one um, from Cherbourg to uh, Dublin port. You know, you kind of <laughs> go up there, you put your bag somewhere, where's the bar? Lofted. So yeah. I'm, I'm very experienced on the water, as you can tell. <laughs> But... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it requires an awful lot of planning and then obviously that yeah. comes, it gets easier with, with experience as it much does. as anything. Yeah. Would you say that it, um, sailing itself got cheaper now? I mean, everything gets always more expensive. But in comparison, that say in the 70s and 80s, when your mm. dad started sailing, like was sailing a lot less or a lot more expensive than it is now? Okay, interesting question. If I want to pick it up, if I want to yeah. pick it up as a hobby, you know, hey, I want to go yeah. sailing, 1975, uh, 2023. Yeah. Well, obviously, now there's a lot more disposable income. So, like, the sailing courses would be kind of, I, I would say, somewhat similar. Okay. okay? Um, I think what has happened is now is, is that people think They need this great big fancy boat and it's going to cost half a million. Yeah. And you don't. But that's the perception. So we didn't have half a million to spend on a boat. Um, and in fact, we had the price of a family car, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And that's what we, you know, paid for Danu, like... 40,000, something like that. Yeah. And then we brought her back. We did a huge amount of money, Family huge car, amount of, yeah, and a huge amount of work, put a for... new, did all the yeah. graft, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. So we set sail on a boat like that. Um, whereas a lot of people will say, you know, oh, I can't afford it and I don't have the money yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. But like, I mean, you can go now and buy yourself a trailer sailor, uh, like a, a 20, Five, four or five foot 
boat on Apollo Duck for like two or three thousand euro, which is in within the realms of possibility from for for most people. So a two thousand five Fiat Punto. Yeah, two thousand five. I'd say it's two thousand twelve Fiat Punto. Put it on. Let's say if you were starting out, Loch Derg. Let's keep it safe. (laughs) Ish. Ish. Um, oh, and, and start sailing. Yeah. So it, it's like, it's really, I think, about what, you know, you you feel, you know, if you put barriers in your way, they're, they're yeah. going to be there. But if you really yeah. want to do something, yeah. um, then, you you know, um, that should not be a barrier yeah. uh, for, 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 most, for most people if they want to do it. I mean, we met people, um, we met a guy uh, in... Uh, the Azores, having crossed the Atlantic in a 23-foot plywood boat <laughs> that he bought himself. Now, I would not do that. The French are somewhat yeah, crazy. Sounds mad. Yeah, slightly mad. <laughs> but anyway, plywood crossed the Atlantic. <laughs> people are doing amazing things. Yeah. The point is people are doing amazing things out there. And if you if you want to do it, yeah. you, you, you absolutely yeah. can. And... Um, you certainly don't need to be a millionaire. Yeah. Um, those. Well, the reason I'm asking, like, um, say where I grew up, um, West Berlin being a cool place, but um, golf, for example, in Germany was something that only like the upper percent do because golf wasn't an entity. Whereas mm. golf in Ireland and even Scandinavia, like, you know, mm. they, they go for golf. The postmen do it during their lunch yeah. break, like, um, wasn't a big thing. And now um, golf seems to be a rather popular sport mm. in, in Germany as well. And it got so much cheaper. Um, gotcha. So it's more accessible. And mm. I was kind of wondering, um, Ireland, being in Ireland, um, sailing would have How been around. Yeah. If you're kind of, uh, you know, you're living on the West Coast and your daddy goes fishing, like, you know, yeah. then sailing is a part which is, is something that you conceivably can do. Um but if I wanted to join a sailing club now, I'm living in Dublin or even at Lone yes. Midlands, like, and I really want to do this, like, mm. it's accessible now. Yes, it is. Whereas um, it would have been less accessible, if I understand it yes. correctly, it would have been less accessible. I, I agree. 40 years ago. It yeah. would have been, yes. Because yeah. if I if I think back to kind of even, you know, the sailing that was going on in Ireland at the time, yeah. it was generally the wealthy. We didn't fall into that yeah, yeah. bracket um, and didn't, join any of the Dublin clubs probably for for that reason yeah. we you it's know it was, uh, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um but I suppose um my parents wouldn't have been really that uh, I suppose in those circles anyway you know they just wanted to sail for whatever just, reason oh let's buy yeah, a boat this sounds it, like good crack yeah well it actually I think how it developed and um, if you talk to Fergus about this, you can you can ask him. But um, th- there is a passion on his side for the sea, and uh, he was you know he 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 was building his own kayaks yeah. growing up as a teenager, and he you know had a fascination with the sea. And yeah. his grandfather was a sea captain, yeah. and so it's it, it is it's there in the in the bloodline, yeah. so to speak. And what's about and personal inclination yeah and and yeah. he he was i think he, he was leaving a very small my mother with a very small family like i was born i think my brother might have been my sister wasn't on the scene maybe at that point but like with with toddlers at the weekend to yeah. go off and and i think you know mom was like 
hang on a minute, you know, you can't just up and, yeah. you know, we've got two small kids to, well, it's definitely to you personal know. inclination. It's not yeah, um, yeah. So, like a, a social kind of thing that was done. It, oh, yeah. Like absolutely. every neighbor did go sailing, so that went along. Yeah. Like, you know, like no. some people would go and watch the match. Yeah. Every Sunday yeah. we watch the match. That's yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. It was really individual, like, actually, yeah. this is what I want to do. And it could have been something else as well, yeah. but it was, it happened to be. It, he wanted the to water. evolve. Yeah, he wanted to do something with yeah. us that involved. The, yeah. the family yeah. and that's what it yeah. was and it, and and probably around water no, knowing him yeah. uh knowing what i know yeah. of him and and that's really how it yeah. how it evolved yeah. um but i have to i have to ask two more questions which really so, yeah. interest me um number one what is it about the water itself you know some people actually find it very calming being on a rowing boat you know or yeah. the, the cruise the cruise that's to me it's like one of the most horrible things i could ever imagine doing okay. like doing the cruise well doing folks, the, doing a cruise to me would be my worst nightmare yeah it's I, it's I, just I, yeah horrible yeah. but um people find the water calming I yes. have to say, apart from the joke I cracked, which wasn't really a joke because I loved that boat and the bar, like, you know, and someone shouted, yeah, yeah. bingo! <laughs> I won my 14th pint, like, bingo, that's fucking brilliant. Um, and then the English accent, like, bingo, love! <laughs> but um, the water itself never did much for me. I mean, I've been on small boats as well, but is that something that really... Huge. It's yeah. huge for me. Yeah, like I I need to be in or around the water. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And I will be drawn to it. And if I'm feeling a bit down or whatever, I will go. And I I'm very lucky where I live. And yeah. I, and that's why I live here. Yeah. I mean, there was a period of time where we were like, oh, we you know we were trying and trying to build or buy houses here, mm. and you know inland was so much cheaper. But I would not do it. And and I, I just I, I anyway so so for me I'm drawn to the water and I'm drawn into the water. I was involved in a in a project called Salt um recently, yeah. and that that explored that whole theme actually about um people who are drawn into the water and why. Um, it was a very interesting um might be another very interesting talk for you. But anyway, that that's an aside, um. I, I would go swimming, uh, certainly if I haven't been uh, in the sea for more than two or three days, I need to... You would know I, it, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Winter, summer, whatever, yeah. Um, my I'm very privileged to have my work around the sea. Yeah. My office looks out onto the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Today, sitting in my office, yeah. I, I, I'm looking out into Galway Bay. Yeah. I'm always looking at the weather, the conditions, the wind. Um yeah, I, I can't ever imagine yeah. not having that on a daily basis. Yeah. It's a daily basis yeah. for me, yeah. You're one of my uh, best friends um, uh, in, 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 in the world, like, you know, uh, lives in Spittle. And he loves the, um, he loves the water. He's terrified to go into it. He <gasps> hates being in water, but he said he has to live by the sea because uh, it calms him down. Mm. It's the whole thing, like. Yeah, I mean, for me, being on Danu, one of my favorite things is like lying in bed and like hearing. So you might be on an anchorage and you'll hear the surf in the background. Yeah. 
And you'll hear the halyards. Now, Peter hates halyards, actually, which is interesting because he's always up there tying the halyards. So halyards are, are the ropes, basically, that pull the, the sails up. And they bang off the mast. I actually love that sound. Oh, yeah. And Peter's always tying. Like, to me, that's what it's that that's just I don't know. It reminds me of my mm. childhood, I think it reminds it. It, it, it suits me. Yeah. You know, just yeah, even yeah. even walking like from from work. You know, um, when the boats roll in in the water in the in the summer this yeah. time of year, you can hear the halyards. Yeah. You know, when you and, and and I love that. That to me, that sound. You know, yeah. is is just it's so soothing. So being yeah. on the water is basically just an extension of the feeling of well being, being yes. beside the water, being beside, even seeing it, and and, and swimming in it. it. And it doesn't have to be a long swim, yeah. even just a dip. You know, yeah. just just going for a dip. I can relate to that. So it's yeah. basically you have ten pints, and then you get to have a nice whiskey on top of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, yeah. like if I if I'm if I'm having a shit time, yeah, I often grab my bike. Yeah, I'm I'm three minute cycle, three four minute cycle. I look, I have a tide clock in my uh, kitchen, and I I know when I can jump in the water in Kishowa, and I'm like. Just gonna go down for a dip. I know about the tights now as well. I used the windy <laughs> app. Like, uh, no, it's because I want to know when to walk the dog oh, right. <laughs> down the truck. Like, I'm, I'm with it. No, and I'm, 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 I'm actually so, um, a reasonably good swimmer, and I swam an awful lot when I when I was young. Like, but mm. the water itself, like, didn't really do it for me. It's kind of like being on the water. I didn't mind. It didn't get seasick. Mm. Actually, isn't that the thing? Isn't that the thing that um, you either get seasick or you don't? Isn't that the genetic kind of uh, tends, disposition? Tends to be, but but I was seasick as a child, and I'm never sick now. And it just happened like that, or did you take gradually? Some medication for gradually, it? I I okay. think I did take some medication, so or we given. It. I got used to it. Ah, yeah, okay. I I think I definitely got used to it. Yeah. Um. I've never known Peter to be um oh, once or twice maybe um but then we have we have two children one who has never ever shown any sign of seasickness okay. and another who does suffer unfortunately yeah. but not not badly I I feel yeah. he suffers as I did yeah. but it's more a genetic um, thing like it's really your yeah the way I, your bed is like yeah yeah it, it yeah it does yeah. but I have seen people who are extremely like uh, a very oh, yeah. uh, and, and i'm not sure that those people will ever get over that i'm, I'm not sure they'll have yeah, one yeah. or two people in my yeah. mind and and um they came sailing with yeah. us and I've, i it was interesting one friend came actually on that cuba trip and and um joined us and thought it'd be great adventure to join us and 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 he got on the boat and we were just in a marine i think we were actually even tied up in a marina and he goes yeah. Does it always move this much? And I went, <laughs> oh, I think we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit freaky, like, which yeah. oddly doesn't freak me out, but it doesn't do anything for me either. Like, uh, But then the last question I meant to ask, um, you, you said uh, when you were young um, and doing the racing, um, that's something I can't get my head around either. I mean, sailing might be great when you're participating. But uh, that's, I mentioned it earlier, the Olympics, like, um, mm. they actually have it as a sport on television. Oh, not absolutely. very often. Isn't that the most boring thing in the world? <gasps> no, it's the only thing I would, like, don't ask me to watch football, but, really? wow, I will watch sailing. Really? I mean, oh, is it for, for the technique and maybe for yeah. the equipment? 
But it's like it's, it's it, I get the participation no, sport, I don't but watch, not I don't watch a huge amount of uh, you know. But you wouldn't. It's not I like would. Uh, yeah, I I would um I would look at the sailing. Yeah, I I, I certainly would, and I would look maybe at the America's Cup if it was. But there's on not to see. What? Oh, there's no. not. Okay, hundred <laughs> meters. Look, they they're running hundred meters. That's over in ten seconds. I get that. Would you watch a marathon because they are running for like okay. two hours? <laughs> and the sailing is the same thing. It's I mean. I suppose it's it's like anything. You, I, I would, you know, I've I've raced in sailing, yeah. so therefore I would know the rules. I'd know the tactics. Sure. I'm looking. Oh, look! Why are they going upwind? Why are they tacking there? Why are they doing? Yeah. Oh, they're taking that wind shift. Yeah. Oh, they, you know. So so like any game, like a like a rugby match, like a you know, yeah. if you know that inside out, you're yeah. you're watching the tactics and sure. and and you're understanding it, and and you're you're getting kind of you know. Um, yeah, I guess an interest out of that. But like racing itself is very different to cruising. So I would like of say, course. cruising is like what we did across the Atlantic and, and then racing is is like on dinghies. Well, it can be on very large boats as well, obviously. Different but classes Most of the of racing, there, yeah, right? most yeah. just most of my experience with racing has just been particularly on, on, on dinghies. And so it's very fast and you've got to be fairly agile and, and very fit. Um, oh sure I mean you're hanging out and, and yeah, jumping in and jumping fun. direction and shit like yeah. yeah but the sailing I mean when you compare to golf or Formula 1 I could never really get that either I, I know that some people yeah. are really into it and they oh, like God. the technology don't, blah don't, blah don't. but just imagine on television it's one thing but just imagine sitting in the crowd I mean all you see is basically you don't see anything and golf is the same thing I never went to a don't like golf, not into it, don't want to get into it. Yeah. But just imagine watching golf. No. I mean, what you see. Someone hits a ball, love the technique, oh. love the equipment, love the trousers, <laughs> the whole lot. But that's all you see. Yeah, and then yeah, you don't yeah. see shit for another while. With football, at least, like, you know, it's back and forth or darts, snooker, yeah, yeah, indoor yeah. boards. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, but yeah. sailing is, in that sense, like, you know, Formula One because there's... Very little. No, no, no. But sailing's back and forth. So you've got a boat coming in from a different direction. Then this boat has got a tack, and then and Zoom. then there's like. <laughs> <laughs> However, I don't go out of my way to watch sailing on TV. And there's not Definitely a lot don't. of it. But you would watch yeah. it. You would find it fascinating. I would watch it. Yes. Oh. Um, would I find it fascinating? Um, I would rather be a participant. Yeah. Well, that's my idea of that's a more a participator sport yeah. than a spectator sport. But you, you would actually watch sailing. Like one could bring oneself to watch sailing because one, I, I thought it would be impossible. Could, <laughs> one could bring oneself to watch sailing. Yeah, especially the racing or the Olympics yeah. or the America's Cup yeah. or something yeah. big like that. Yeah. And they're big things like, you know, they're, they're yeah. massive events. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. for the tactics. Yeah. It's to watch the tactics. Yeah. Watch what they're doing and watch what the wind yeah. is doing and et cetera. Yeah. And what... What do you think about those those massive races? Is the America's Cup? Isn't there at the moment something going on around the world? And there were one boat was attacked by whales or something. That was only last week. There's some massive race going on. There's there's, there's a lot of races going on. There's yeah, a yeah. Vendée. There there there's massive money. There's okay. Yeah. So you're probably yeah, talking yeah. about that maybe the Vendée or yeah. So so there's yeah. Uh, there is um there's an interesting um pod of 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 um orcas off the uh, Galician coast there, the mm -hmm. northwest of Spain. And they have, it's a learned behavior. They have uh, decided <laughs> to 
to play with boats. <laughs> oh, so why not? I mean, they're big I, animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not. They're they're not attacking. They're not. It, it, it's it's like I said. It's a learned behavior. They're learning off different you know pods. I went to a very interesting talk on it because I'm particularly interested in in what's going on on the Gleasing Coast. Um, and then they they these these pods. So there's only a couple of pods yeah. that um, and this only kind of it's it's actually been happening for nearly I think it's nearly four years three to, for the last three to four years. Okay. But yeah, there is a section now on the coast that uh, you need to be you need to be very vigilant. You need to be, yeah. yeah I mean, boats have been. Um, I think one has been sunk. I think. Um, oh, yeah, thankfully, there's it's... been no lives lost. That's the main thing. But you know what? We're 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 sailing. Um, Cross oceans and uh, we're sailing in in, in their world, yeah. and that's my uh, take on this. Yeah. And you know there there are things that you can do to try and mitigate it. Sure. Um, but that's all yeah. you can do. And look, that's that's yeah. why I would go sailing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you know that's just one of the other yeah. things you might have to plan. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. But um, so the great outdoors, like you know, is inherently dangerous. And as long as you learn to, whether it's mountain climbing or sailing, yeah, I'm sure yeah. you can think of another twenty things yeah, to do, yeah. like um, which are great fun, good for the soul, all the rest of it. Mm. But um, you obviously need to be reasonably competent in what you're doing, like you know, when you're climbing yeah. a rock in Greenland, for example. It's Absolutely. not just like um, go out and play tennis. No, um, no, no. But I guess that's. The enjoyment for some, for certainly for somebody like myself, uh, I I do get a, a sense of satisfaction. Uh, in sometimes only in retrospect, uh, and um, as in you've done it, like a sense in, of achievement kicking in. Yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, my my sister actually has a, has a very good way of putting it. She she said to me, um, it's like you know, um. Like grade grade one fun is like going yay hooray you're having good fun grade two is kind of like well actually i'm having a really fucking shit time and i'm scared yeah. and um i've got another problem i've got to deal with and etc yeah. etc but you you get through all of that and you come back yeah. and you think about what you've achieved yeah. and it's like oh wow that's yeah. when it really kicks in and that's when you you that's i guess where you get your you know yeah i don't know you're in a confidence from your your um your satisfaction uh, for that that's what it is for me i mean certainly the trip that i did with, with the kids um i'll, I'll look back uh, on that time for the rest of my life oh absolutely yeah you know and and the satisfaction of of having done that with yeah. them and um, they don't realize that yeah. yet but they will oh they will like you know <laughs> maybe in 50 years time they think actually we did that when we were yeah, kids then. yeah so when you're going up next Oh, do you what's the next trip? What's the next trip? Um, I think. Um, well, the next the, the next trip actually is just to the Aaron's next week. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but you're you're actually still... gonna that that's because of time and various factors. But uh, yeah, we'll take we'll take Danu out, and uh, we're going out next weekend, and um, we'll just go around the islands on the west coast and and um, enjoy being out on the islands. Yeah. Um, next year, um, I do plan to go down again and revisit um, the Sillies and France and Northwest okay. Spain. I'd Which say. to you is a small trip, but it's <laughs> a big enough thing for me. Yeah, yeah. We, we, if we can, if we can get about four or five weeks um, yeah. off next year, it's it's about it's time and money like, and, yeah, and of course you know is, yeah. careers and and yeah. and all of that. But um, 
but you're but still certainly, planning. Oh, absolutely, else. yeah. You so want... there's another big trip, in, in, yeah. and and it's starting to be planned already in yeah. in my head. But it's in your head, and, and you are definitely not done with mad trips, as I would uh, call no, them. no, I don't. I'd I'd like to think that I'll never be done with mad trips. Excellent. <laughs> Keep it going, like, and we should get another beer then. <laughs> yeah.